So just before the show starts, we always want to try to add value to our listeners. So today we have a free offer for you. If you'd like to go to a URL, which I will share with you at the end of the show, uh, you will be able to download my free book called Unlocking the Hidden Customer Experience. So stay tuned after the show for the URL. Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. So, Ryan, when I used to work at um, BT, British Telecom, uh, we this is years ago. I'm sure it's changed now. Uh, but we had six values, and one of them was we put customers first. In fact, the first one was we put customers first. But guess what? Customers <laughs> never went first. <laughs> yeah, never in a month of Sundays would they go first. Was it like um, we put them first into the fire type of thing? Like they're they're the front yeah. of the line for the jumping off yeah. the cliff? Yeah. Well, we say we put them first because that makes us feel better than we do what's good for the company rather than, sure. than anybody else. And to be totally honest with you, um, you know, um, I, I see many organizations that are, are like that. Um, they they talk shop, uh, they talk about putting customers first, but you can then when when we go in and start talking to them about uh, customer centricity and stuff like that, you can start to tell um, that they that they don't. Um, so that's the topic of today: uh, creating and sustaining a customer centric culture. Um, so how do we how do we go uh, about that? Any any thoughts from you at the beginning, Ryan? I know this is something I'm probably going to talk a little bit more on than than you today. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those ideas that's super easy to say and very difficult for companies to do. Uh, I mean I, I will call out to some research that's been done on the importance of customer centricity. So part of the reason that so many companies want to say this um, is because the research that they've done has shown companies that put their customers first that have a customer focus uh, tend to outperform companies that don't like this is a real effect. The reason that not all companies do this is because, you know, the topic of today's conversation, it's really hard. It's hard to do. So why is it that it's so hard? So, so let me give you my thoughts and, and um, then, then, then just uh, jump in as we, as we go through this. Um, because we actually did some research back in um, 2004, and this was for my second book, um, Building Great Customer Experiences. Uh, sorry, Revolutionize Your Customer Experience. Uh, Building Great Customer Experiences was our first book. Um, what we what we discovered was was this: was that all organisations are on a journey from being naive to natural in the way they're orientated around the 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 customer uh, and, and what we mean by that is so the orientation is an important aspect which is so if you think of an orientation it's um if your boss says can you work late one night um you you may turn around and say yes you know if you're career orientated you'll turn around and say yes if you're um family orientated you'll turn around and say no so it's effectively going the same circumstances. What happens? What do you do? And what we discovered was that effectively there are four stages 
of uh, how customer-centric an organization is. Uh, there's naive. Uh, these are organizations that are, are, are effectively focused on themselves to the detriment of customers. There are transactional organizations. So does naive uh, mean that they're like not even aware that customers are, are an important consideration, like that kind of approach? Yeah. So it's either they're naive because they don't know any different or, and we were effectively giving people the benefit of the doubt by calling it naive, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or they're naive because they they don't need to be they don't need to be customer centric. So uh. most organisations that are uh, monopolies are right. naive because they don't need to be customer centric. You can only go to one place and that's it. Uh, or you're in a marketplace that is heavily growing. Um, uh, an example of which is the uh, airline I loathe is Ryanair uh, in Europe. Um, now, ironically, they're quite, you know, they're a large airline, um, but they've been in a marketplace, in a budget airline marketplace that's been growing. And interestingly, what has been happening over the last few years with them is their CEO has been saying, yeah, we treated customers poorly. Um, and now we need to change. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're, even their advertising is starting to uh, starting to change. Um, and therefore, they're moving up to that next level, which we would call transactional, um, which uh, effectively is you're treating the customer as a transaction. They are something to be processed. So, you know, they may have um, they typically these organizations have customer service departments but they're treated as second-class citizens hmm. people talk about customers a bit like bt you know we put customers first but actually they don't really um, next level up is enlightened uh, these are organizations that um uh that have recognized you need a more holistic view for customer experience and understand the whole of the experience and understand um the um and understand um the emotional aspects of the experience and um the last one is natural and and these are organizations that are naturally focused around the customer uh, so they do it uh, they do it as a matter of course um so these are organizations like disney holly davidson uh, ritz colton you know the top end uh, top end customer experience organizations. So, um, for, for us, a key part of this is that to provide a great customer experience, you need to be cust more customer centric. Um, the danger is, is what happens is you'll put a, a, a customer experience improvement program in place. But if you haven't shifted the organization to be more customer centric, then you're going to have a challenge. Uh, and therefore, simple thing is, you know, where are you? Are you naive? Are you transactional? Are you enlightened? Are you natural? And where do you want to be? And what are the things that you do to change? The Intuitive Customer is being brought to you by Beyond Philosophy. Your frontline teams should be trained on how they can practically influence customer decision using some of the psychological techniques discussed in these podcasts. 
To understand Beyond Philosophy's unique approach to the training of frontline teams, just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash employee training. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash employee training. So what is it that organizations, what causes organizations to move from one perspective to another? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I think it's two reasons. Um, one is because they're forced to. Uh, and and some organizations don't so think of you know the the blockbusters the circuit cities the kodaks of this world you know they just go out of business um so they're forced to make a change uh, and and therefore they're responding to other people in the their marketplace um that um that have made changes and become more customer centric uh, or they see there's an opportunity so if I uh, I bought some shoes last night from Zappos mm-hmm. um, and there's a prime example. So Zappos, you know, buying shoes is a fairly competitive marketplace. Uh, but Zappos a number of years ago went, you know what, if we come in here and we focus on providing a great customer experience, then, you know, we can get uh, established, so on and so forth. If you even look at what Amazon says, so Jeff Bezos uh, you know, one of his missions is to become the most customer centric company uh, in the world. So it, it's the it's those two things that tend to force organizations to to make a change. But it but it's not easy, as you can well imagine. So if I was um, on, say, the transactional wrong, uh, yep. if I was leading an organization that was transactional and I wanted to move up the ladder, like what would your advice be in terms of like concrete steps to take to change that culture, to change the perspective? Yeah. So, um, so good question. The, um, so for us, there are, there are nine areas that affect how customer centric an organization is. Um, and I'm going to rattle through these, but people can go to our website and, um, take a look. In fact, there's, if you go to our website, beyondphilosophy.com, backslash self-assessments that's beyondphilosophy.com backslash self-assessment you can actually do a free self-assessment that um that that's uh you'll see on the website so um, competing now with cosmo magazine in terms of like quizzes you can give like yeah absolutely yeah like, free uh, packet of peanuts with everybody that does it yeah, yeah which which sitcom best represents your personality and also <laughs> how can you be more customer centric that's it that's the one that's, that's the yeah, one i like it so if you would so typically you um if you're looking at changing uh it it's about the culture and the leadership so one of the key things is is changing the mindset and changing the mindset from thinking what we would call being inside out to outside in Mm. so inside out means you think about your organization first and then impose that experience on the customer outside in means thinking of your customer and then changing your organization. So the key thing and the biggest thing that I think stops organizations is, is, is that whole culture and mindset. But typically what then happens from there is, and let me give you some, uh, let me give you some sort of typical traits of a, of a transactional organization. So some typical traits of a 
of a transaction organization is that they would be um, having measures that only measure the rational aspects of a customer experience. Mm-hmm. So I delivery, how quickly they answer the phone call. So they're not measuring things like customer emotions. So to answer your question, you would need to establish the fact that actually with a transaction organization, customer emotions are important because they don't know that they are, don't think that they are. Uh, and they're certainly not measuring how well they're doing on them. They don't even know from a expectation perspective um, what what customers' emotional expectations are. Um, typically, a transactional organization is very process-driven. So the process drives everything, uh, and they compute- Which is another very- internally focused perspective right Correct. we control our process we know what those steps are therefore we're yes. going to optimize you don't need yeah. to ever look outside to optimize your process no absolutely and again if you think about that mindset bit is we are going to do this because it's best for us right and therefore if if it causes the customer a problem that's their issue not ours um and that's again the type of mindset basically so and and let me be clear i don't think that being customer centric is about um i don't think being customer centric means you give customers everything they want sure um, because you're in business to make money um but uh, it does mean that you need to be you need to think about it um and i think there's a big difference again difference in mindset between the the process and the um, or between transactional and enlightened is people who are uh, are transactional confuse experience with process. So they think the process is the experience as opposed to realizing right. that the, the process sort of is underlying it, but actually the customer's experience can be very different and emotional and all those all those other things. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that that it certainly applies to customer experience. I think that that's just a, a general good insight about business where we tend to get a little egocentric, um, where it's hard for us to look outside of ourselves. And so you'll get firms that say, you know, my brand is exactly what I've decided it should be and I'm putting out on the market or, or my, you know, whatever price image, my reputation for pricing is exactly based on my prices as opposed to, no, all of these things are negotiated between you and your customers. You're you're putting your process out there. You're putting your experience out there. And then your customers are interpreting it in some way. Yeah. And are, no, you, are you getting them involved in, in trying to figure out what's actually going on? Yeah. And that, and that is a so, you know, what for me, what you're articulating there is a, a transactional organization wouldn't well, they would conduct customer research but mm-hmm. here's the rub you know and i've and i used to say my combined backgrounds corporate life it's it is gobsmacking um, maybe that's an english phrase to say i'm very surprised <laughs> um <laughs> but it is gobsmacking to go to to realize how much research is done by uh organizations that is then totally ignored by yeah. operations yeah um you know, uh, I, I always remember um, 
when I started, I my job at um, at BT, uh, my last job at BT was was uh, was heading up um, customer experience, SVP of customer experience, and I always remember going along to this um, presentation where this woman was talking to us her about the lead times of a product. In other words, from the time it was ordered, when would it be installed? And she basically was, and this is 20 years ago, as I say. So uh, and she was basically telling us that she'd been doing this research and reporting back for the last three years. And in that three years she'd been doing it, nothing had ever happened. So you just go, why were we even wasting the money on the research if we weren't going to do anything about it? So, you know, uh, uh, but again, that comes down to the mindset of the uh, of an organization now. In a market like BT's or any of any competitive market, what happens is if someone starts improving their customer experience, it just forces everybody else to to do so. The issue becomes, you know, can the culture and the leadership uh, change enough to to see to see that that coming um, and, and 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 make the changes? I, I remember again, I was doing a training session in a um in a water utility um and there was this young lady who had just joined this water utility and she was sat um in the room with about 12 other people um and she she kept saying oh why why don't we do this and they were saying oh no we did that three years ago and it didn't work and then (laughs) she would say oh why don't we do that oh no we can't do that because we're this this, this." and and basically you could see the culture (laughs) you know sucking all the goodness out of 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 her um and you know and go effectively go in no this is the box that we're in and we'll spend time getting you in this in this box so it really becomes a it really becomes a a a, a, a challenge uh, to get people to to move. So, are there pitfalls in this process? So, is it the case that once an organization realizes that there's a problem and we need to transition up this ladder, that kind of that inertia will push them forward, or are there hang-up spots where they'll get to um, you know enlightened, say? And people in the organization will high five and say, great, you know, we're, we're good enough. Or alternatively, do companies get to um, uh, this, this most intuitive stage, um, you know, where they're, they're maximizing everything and then tend to stay there? And that's baked into the corporate culture. Or is it ever the case where companies will, will slip back from natural into one of these lower stages because they don't keep their, their eye on the ball? So which of those four questions do you want me to answer? All of them, please, and simultaneously. <laughs> okay. They were kind so, of the same question. It's, it's <laughs> you know, is this a smooth transition uh, across these, and is it a one-way path? I guess those would be the yeah, – yeah. yeah. That's still two questions. But let's pretend that it was one. <laughs> I said them fast. I'll mix them together. Them I'll mix them together. So, so the – is it a smooth process? No. Okay. Because some people just will never change. Some right. people will think to themselves, if we can just reduce our price, the world will be fine. Yeah. You know, customers. Once they only- start changing, do they tend to continue to change or do they, is it common to just stop at some plateau at some point? Um, I think they, 
so it all depends here's the here's the thing i've learned over the last 20 30 years of doing this stuff it depends on the leaders yeah okay uh, and and i could exaggerate by saying if you haven't got the leaders involved you might as well forget it um because the danger is and and i've seen this happen too many times in organizations that if the leaders are paying lip service to becoming more customer centric because you know as somebody wise once said to me um you know what person would what senior manager would say focusing on the customer is the wrong thing to do no one's going to say that yeah everyone's going to say that focusing on the customer is the right thing to do is whether they do anything so was the, I the one is, who told you that were you quoting me in front of me must, like must have been if it was very it's a very clever person must yeah, well, if you don't remember who said it, then let's say that I told you that. <laughs> okay, well, I will. I'll do that in future. It's a good quote. It is. Um, so I think the issue becomes you've got to get the senior leaders on board, okay? The, 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 the mistake, again, that people make lower down the organization is they think that the senior leaders, first of all, are just going to get it. In other words, they understand mm. what it means and they, and they don't. Second thing is they don't focus on the real issue. And the real issue is how much money will we get or what's the benefit that our company is going to get if we spend time and effort on improving our customer experience. Right. Uh, and, you know, because rightly so, ultimately, the CEO and the top team are going to be focused on that. Uh, and therefore, we developed a tool called an emotional signature that helps you put numbers against uh, improvements. So research with customers that helps you turn around and say, if we improve our customer experience, we will get X. And that's probably the most important thing that you could do because that starts getting people's uh, true attention because they then realize where they, where they can start to achieve their goals of, uh, you know, growth and everything else, uh, everything else from. Um, so that's, that's the, that's the key thing. So I'm not sure if that answered your four questions. Uh, yeah, it, it answered two of them. I think that's good enough. <laughs> no, that was, that was a clear answer. That was good. So I, I, so, um, I think the key part of this is you, the first thing is, is you've got to understand where you are today, okay? So how customer-centric is the organization today? Uh, and um, we get used a lot for being independent and coming in and doing an assessment. So we do what we call a naive to natural assessment of an organization, um, uh, which can say, here are the things of where you are today, and here are the things that you need to change to 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 move you ahead. Uh, and typically, those things are around most, as we've talked about, most things are, are, are around being transactional. Most organizations are around transactional. Typically, it's around changing the processes, changing the measurement, putting in place a customer strategy, starting to think about, you know, the culture and the leadership and training people on what customer experience actually means and what what you need to do uh, and you know starting to as we've said get the numbers behind um, well if we make this change then how much money are we gonna get back uh, and then for us the critical part is 
you start to change the organization and change those things we just talked about, but also at the same time, change the customer experience. Um, but that will give you the best chance of, um, of success because it's not just going to be a, a sudden blip of uh, improvement with the customer experience, but actually the organization and the mindset remains transactional. You've actually moved both on at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Cool. Okay, so um, if anybody's interested in this subject, then please just go to our website. Um, as I've mentioned before, that if you go to beyondphilosophy.com uh, backslash self-assessments, you'll see two or three different self-assessments that you can take there. That will start to help you understand where you are today. Uh, and if you want any further information on this, then obviously just reach out. Um, just um, email us at contact at beyondphilosophy.com. That's contact at beyondphilosophy.com. So thanks very much for your time, everybody, and look forward to talking to you next week. Hi, this is Colin. I promise to be back with you at the end of the show. To download our free book, Unlocking the Hidden Customer Experience, just go to beyondphilosophy.com backslash CX book. That's beyondphilosophy.com backslash CX book. This has been the Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.